This episode of Bright Hearth is brought to you by Garlands of Grace and our supporters at Patreon.com. Cyril, can I ask you a question? Yes. Cyril, do mommy and daddy like each other? No. No? <laughs> what? A, are you going to grow up and get a wife someday? No. <laughs> Why not? I'm not. Do you want to have kiddos? No. No? Okay. Ari, what do, you, what do you think it means that mommy and daddy go on dates? I don't know. You don't know? Daphne, what do you think? Um, that they're kissing and things. I don't like it, though. <laughs> that we're kissing and things? That, and what? <laughs> what, Daphne? What and, that, and that I don't like it. You don't like it? Ira, what do you think about Mommy and Eddie going on dates? That they kiss a lot and that they watch movies and that they love each other on dates. Uh-huh. They eat dinner wherever they go. Wherever we go eat dinner. Winnie, what do you think? <laughs> okay, Cyril. <laughs> I like kissing. What? I like kissing. You like kissing? Yes. <laughs> what? I like kissing. What do you mean? I like kissing kitties. You like kissing kitties? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's... And pups. And pups? And Paw Patrol. And Paw Patrol, okay. Sometimes, sometimes. Ira, what do you think a date is? Hmm, give me a second. I have no idea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Bright Hearth. Lexi and Brian are here this evening talking about... Are you going to do it? Or am I going to do it? The silver bullet. The silver bullet. (laughs) The silver bullet of Calvinist Christianity, which is what? Date night. Date night. It is the secret to every good marriage. It is the thing if you don't have it. Well, well, I mean, date night. Your husband sucks. <laughs> two vacations a year. And a hot tub. A jacuzzi hot tub. in your bathroom. Yes. What else do we need to have good marriages? I'm trying to think of the list that Mark Driscoll had at the back of his book. <laughs> There's no way that anybody had a good marriage before jacuzzi tubs. And or before Mark movie Driscoll theaters. or the other guy who wrote that book. How to date your wife? Was it Remember? Justin Buzzard? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. We're we're if you can't tell by now, we're <laughs> being somewhat facetious and giving away our hand a little bit here. But yeah, we're gonna we, we just wanted to jump in here on Bright Hearth tonight and do a quick episode with you guys on kind of letting you all off the hook. I think could be yeah, that's a good way to put it. The topic here, because as we've hinted. There just seems to be like this narrative. Is that where it came from? Was it the young, restless, and reformed? Is that the origin story of that's, date night? I mean, I don't know. Originally, that's just where it's probably focused on the family. Before that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> James Dobson at some point, maybe. I don't. I don't really know. Like, <laughs> yeah, because there was a point in history where it was not an expectation, right? So I'm not sure how that came about, to be honest. I, I don't really know either. I think here's here's what we're getting at tonight, because we've been a little bit coy. Here's what we're getting at. No. There, there's, <laughs> there's kind of a way of talking. I th- there's basically two different ways about approaching a marriage and like what makes a good marriage. One of them is like thinking about, and I'm oversimplifying here, but one of them is like, here is a list of things that you must do, and they, they're all these really fun 
kind of like sexy things where you get away from normal everyday life. And that's what makes a really good marriage. It's if every Friday, you know, you get a babysitter, you go out in the town, you have a date night. It's really creative, like it's planned out. Husband or the wife has thought, like, obviously thought this through and has like six activities planned, a scavenger hunt <laughs> ending in, you know, some kind of crazy lovemaking in a field of wildflowers in a mountain alpine meadow or something. Or just that you have to get out with a, with a babysitter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not with a babysitter. You have to get a babysitter so you can go out with your wife every single week. And this is kind of like the secret sauce plus vacations where you get away without the kids and like these just romantic sort of like big, fuzzy, fizzy, romantic things. That's mm-hmm. the key. And on the other side of the ditch, not, not on the other side of the ditch, on the other side, we would say that it's very nice to have a good date. Yeah. And a good vacation, like, I wouldn't shake a stick at it. If any of you are like, hey, listen, I have an alpine meadow. I've actually, owned, it's been in my family for six generations. <laughs> and I would like you and Lexi to come glamp. I would it. love it. Would glamp. We'd glamp in your meadow, for sure. <laughs> We've also been on more dates this year than it's been, yeah. maybe almost any other year in our marriage. So we, we'll have to we have to tell them about all of our good dates this year because we've had some really good ones this year. Some I only ones. remember the one where we I, we both got sick and ran into the cons, <laughs> and they <laughs> yes, were later yes. like, "What was wrong with you?" Lexi? We were ill. <laughs> we were ill from riding roller coasters. We'll get there. We'll get there, <laughs> listeners. Uh, no, so the, it's it's great going on dates is great, but here's the thing, guys: the secret to marriage is not date night. Nope. It's not date night. This has been kind of controversial in the past. Yeah, people always get really mad at me when I used to tweet about this. It was like every exception. Well, you don't think I need a break. Well, it's nice to get away without... Like all these things that are obvious. Yeah. Obvious while they were 100% willing to overlook the main point that we have tried to make over and over again Mm -hmm. multiple places when we talk about this is that... If your marriage is meaningful because you're on mission together, mm-hmm. you won't need a weekly date night. Yeah, it won't be a need. Also, I was thinking of two things after we talked about this earlier. If you have a good sex life, you won't need a date night. And also, if you're not watching TV constantly, you won't need a good date night because you can go like, hey, honey, let's order late dinner and watch that movie we've been meaning to watch mm-hmm. tonight. And it's like it's not like, yeah, exactly. It's not like every single night. We sit down and veg for two and a half, three hours on TV. Therefore, in order to do some sort of, uh, what's the word? Like special relaxing kind of thing. Yeah, then we have to leave. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's not been our experience at all. Yeah. And I also think, okay, I won't get so, I'm sorry, I've been a little spicy, by the way. Sorry. Have you? I was a little spicy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Were you? I, don't, I didn't notice the Yeah, spice. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. I... Haven't seen this in a while, but mm-hmm. it seemed like the first year or two that I was a parent, the people that I was often surrounded by felt like date night was the band aid for everything. Yeah. For your marriage issues, for your personal life issues, for your frustrations, for your, you know, parenting discipline. And, you know, I've watched my friends' kids before. My friends have watched my kids before. It's, it's not a bad thing, but. There was definitely a cultural expectation of like, people should drop things for me. 
Mm-hmm. My marriage is falling apart and it's probably my fault, but you need to watch my kids for me. So yeah. my husband and I can get out. Still not dealing with issues, though. That's the thing mm-hmm. is, as I thought about this pattern, a lot of those people are still in the same place they were. Yeah. And part of it, I think part of it was genuinely women who were coming from the right motivation, mm-hmm. with, but maybe neglecting the fact that in addition to the help you're giving this mom who's having a hard time, what about the admonishment that mm-hmm. should be coming with it? Yeah. What about the correction of the attitude? What about saying, hey, maybe you have wrong expectations? Yeah. Or, you know. So maybe one of the issues <clears throat> that we're talking about here with this expectation is kind of like the good marriage has to go on, you know, get the babysitter, go on the date night once a week. You got to have a couple of vacations every year, that kind of thing. That's the secret. That's where the fun is had. That's where the recreation is. That's where the relaxation is. And I think one thing that we're saying is that this can tend to put really high expectations on husbands. Yeah. That from from a wife who's maybe just getting this from the culture, maybe getting this from other people. And what it leads to is kind of like entitlement, bitterness, resentment. Yeah. And then the thing is, when you put that much weight on something like a date night to do to kind of like hold the weight of the friendship and the marriage. Man, it, that's a lot of weight for like a dinner and a movie to hold up. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, that's it true. doesn't really do Especially it. Especially when date night goes wrong and your wife actually books movie tickets for the wrong night. Wait, Then what, what happens? <laughs> your week gotta, is ruined until it, the next date we, night. <laughs> we've got to tell the story at this point because you brought it. It's a funny one. You all know, if you're patrons of ours, I'm not good with technology. <laughs> so I offered a couple months ago now. Yeah. It was, all of our friends had been going to see this movie that apparently, I don't even remember the name. Top Gun. It's the the plain one. Okay, the plain one. Yeah, we were '90s kids. We I was a baby probably when I saw it. Anyways, I don't even know that I've ever seen the whole original. I was trying to be nice, and I knew Brian wanted to see it, mm-hmm. and I said I'll get a babysitter and I'll get us tickets. Mm-hmm. And so I did, and we, we went-, went out. We had ramen, which is our favorite. We oh yeah, it was good. Kind of reserve ramen for date night because yeah. it's hard to take. Kids Five don't appreciate kids ramen. to eat ramen. They don't appreciate. If you've ever tried to let a two-year-old eat soup, it's a terrible idea. It's a hot liquid. They've it's still a bowl of hot never liquid. been there to this day. But yes, it's it's not going to happen. And we got make, a babysitter. Yeah. So we went. We got ice cream afterwards. Mm, it was so good. I read you the entire cliff notes of the first movie. of the first movie because I, I don't time. even think I've seen it. To be because this is how exciting our date nights are. And we got there, and somebody was in our seats. Yeah, we were like, who's in our seats? This elderly person. And when I booked the tickets, it was like one of the last weeks that the movie was in the theater. So it wasn't a full theater, and I just kind of thought, we'll go sit somewhere else. It was Mm -hmm. fairly empty. So we did. We went and sat somewhere else, and then those people showed up in one of their seats. It was like, (laughs) it slowly filled up around us. It was weird, yeah. Because I told the guy, like, hey, I think you're in our seats. And he was like... No, 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 I don't think, because we had, when the people got up and said, hey, you're in our seats, because we had just taken some other ones, I was like, okay, yeah, you're right, I think someone's in our seats, we'll just go tell them, because the, the theater had slowly filled up at this point, there were pretty much nothing The movie left. had started at this point. Yeah, it was yeah. like full. Awkward. And the guy was like, no, like, and he was we're an old in man too. We felt it bad. It was probably a 50-year-old gentleman with his elderly dad. Yeah, it was really sad. And his wife. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I think you're in our seats. He's like, no, I, I checked. These are our seats. So we went out of the theater. Mm. We're like, okay, we'll go We'll go check. There's probably a mistake or something. 
we go out there <laughs> to the to the ticket checking person, and, and she was like, "Hey, go check with the box office. If they're your seats, then we'll make sure that you get some." And we get to the box office, and they're like, "This is really strange. Wait a second. And then they look. I had booked the tickets for the night before and just didn't realize it. <laughs> did not know <laughs> because I'm really great at technology. So what did we do? We left. And we rented. We really hard. It was very I can funny. never remember what that movie is. Because I had like told the guy, no, I'm looking right now, sir. You are in our seats. And I wasn't being rude, but I was like. Yeah, they were the right seats, but it was the wrong date. So they gave uh, us free tickets so we can go see something. Yeah. I still got <laughs> Eventually. those little coupon. So we can go back. We can. Uh, we but can the... all that to be said. We went home. We watched another have movie. a sucky date. Uh-huh. That was actually one of our better dates ever, I think, because of how it funny was funny. It was funny. <laughs> but you could see how if a wife is expecting this one yeah. high moment of her week to fulfill her and get her through to the next date night. Mm-hmm. What happens when there's human errors <laughs> like yeah. that? You know? and, and when you like depending on something to be really, really great, a lot of times it lets you down because it's like, yeah, the thing is, guys, going out to dinner and a movie, it's great. It's fun, whatever. But it's really just it's not a no. it's not soul ravishing. No. Right. If you're not actually like friends doing meaningful things together all the time, then it, even if it's a nice reprieve. So here's the thing. Don't get us wrong. I'm not saying if you go on dates or if you happen to be in a situation Let's say you've got. We we really, have been able to go on very regular dates this year. Yeah, it's been kind of wild. It's been enjoyable, but you know, maybe you've long got, gone are those days. Yeah, because I'm pregnant and our babysitter is moving. True. <laughs> maybe you've got family in town that's super active, and you got a grandma who's coming over who said who like took initiative and said, "Hey, once a week, I'm going to come over. You and your, you know, yeah. you go out, do something. That's great. Yeah, I, don't feel bad about praise that. God. Like I'm yeah, not. Seriously. We're really not saying." Date nights are terrible and evil, and they're the problem with the world. I actually think it would help if grandparents did that. Yeah, more. that'd be yeah, that'd be wonderful if you have that situation, and and then and then and we can talk about this, but you know, don't feel like you have to spend a hundred dollars a week doing this. That's the other thing. A lot of pressure, a lot yep. of money. Like, g- g- have a sandwich, pack a lunch, go take a walk, sit down in the park, and have a sandwich. Great, whatever. Yeah, we if, used to ride bikes together. Just like yeah, we should we should do that some more. It's getting cold here. Yeah, I don't here. know why we don't, actually. I think what happened is you started feeling really dizzy when you ride a bike. <laughs> like, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I think you were really... Yeah, we, we did. Like, we biked to something. another... We literally biked to another city. Yeah. Brian rode bikes. Yep. I kind of got into it, but we have lots of really beautiful trails here that are mm-hmm. safer than road biking. So we b- biked to another city, and then yeah. I was so dizzy and nauseated that he was really scared to bike me the whole way home. I was like, are you going to fall over? I have really hurt? sensitive ears, and I don't know why. <laughs> sensitive ears. Oh, there's so many ear-related stories right now. But we don't I'm gonna, need to. <laughs> I'm going to keep those. Listen, cover. We don't need to. Cover those over. Uh, <laughs> this is the strangest episode of Bright Heart that we've ever recorded. <laughs> So it's okay if you have date nights and they're regular and it really works for you and it that's that's great. Don't like it's a blessing. Enjoy it and and if it's if it's really just something you enjoy doing, that's great. The, what we're warning about is like a creeping sense of Messiah complex for date nights that they're gonna save and fix everything that you have to have them that you have to spend a lot of money building up this expectation, even if it's an unspoken one, even worse if it's unspoken. From a wife to a husband of like, if you're not actively providing this for me, then you're a bad husband. You don't romance me. You don't love me. 
you know, clearly you're just phoning it in. You dated me all this time to, when you were trying to woo me, and now we're married and we have kids, and now you just don't even want to date me. The, the, the difference is when you're first in that stage of courtship and dating, it's good because you, you need to be out. You don't need to it, be locked yeah, in it's together. It's a very different season. Tempted to sexual sin and yeah. all kinds of things. That's, it's, that's, a, that's the season for that. When you get married it's a new and have children especially, it's a new season. And what we're kind of want to do, like we said at the beginning, is let you off the hook a little bit to say you're not failing. Maybe you felt this nagging sense of failure and like your marriage is inadequate because you get on a date maybe every six or eight weeks or once a quarter. and Once a year. Once a year. Same with vacations. Yeah, same with vacations for sure. <laughs> well, our, the goal should be... <clears throat> That the everyday rhythms of our life are good, satisfying, normal work together with rest, rhythms of rest and work and play with our family, and that those are the main event, and then anything else is a cherry on top. Yeah. But you don't need it. It's not the main course, and too often our culture will pressure you to put it the other way around mm -hmm. and say the main course, you're, we're, you know, work, 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 work so that you can get to your date night. Yeah, and I think once we started emphasizing productive property a little bit more, my view of spending time, meaningful time with you, as well as my view of vacationing really changed because, one, it's hard now for us to leave property. Yeah. Even when, I mean, this last time we had animals here that were cared for, um, but even when we don't have as many animals as we did, someone still has to tend the garden. Yep. Somebody still has to take in the mail. It, mm -hmm. It's still hard. So that there's that added element of like farm dates. Andrea's always, I don't think you know this, but she's always sharing stuff about like how sexy it is when farm husbands will just go chop wood and that's what the we wife can do is watch him chop wood that's for a, a date. date. <laughs> go watch or him. Or one of the times I posted about this on Instagram, I think you and I were planting, it was actually this time last year, we were planting all those berry bushes out back. That's what we spent our date night doing. Yeah, that's and right. I was really happy. I was not sad about it. We probably ordered Indian food later and watched a movie. Man, Indian food. <laughs> I made Indian mm. food tonight. Well, that's right. You did make Indian food tonight. I haven't made it in a very long time. Mm, I love Indian food. That is good. I could eat some Indian food with you <laughs> at some point. I can't make as good of sweet naan as the restaurants do. But her normal naan so... is very good. You're kind of spicy like Indian food. You know? <laughs> mm, I like it. Anyway. Yeah, and I think, too, it, it is important to think about this historically. Like, because this was not the norm to have date nights. Mm -hmm. Certainly families, I think in some ways, families did travel more and longer together in some mm -hmm. ways because of lifestyles um, and productive at-home economies. Yeah. But date night was not a normal expectation. And in some ways, I think marriages were actually better. Yeah. And one of the things that I think of is Packer's book, I think it's a quest for godliness. Okay, yeah. The one about the Puritans where he was talking about just what a strong emphasis the Puritans had on friendship and how obviously attraction matters. I remember there being a quote talking about attraction, but how you really want to just be married to your best friend. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also something that I've kind of viewed a lot of our marriage through is like, I don't really care what we're doing because mm -hmm. I'm just with Brian. Oh. It's true, though. It's, it's true. No, it's 100% <laughs> true. 
Well, if you've been listening to Bright Hearth for any length of time, you know that we are all about productive Christian households, supporting one another in business endeavors worth doing, and we're all about modest, feminine Christian women, masculine Christian men. So we're so excited to be partnering for this episode of Bright Hearth with a sponsor, Garlands of Grace. Garlands of Grace makes beautiful feminine head coverings, uh, whether you're wearing a head covering or a headband just for fashion reasons or uh, as a covering for 1 Corinthians 11 sort of matters, we'd really commend them to you. And Lexi, uh, we were just looking at their organics line. What do you think about that? It's very cute. <laughs> they are very cute. They have a lot of floral prints, and it's. I think it's really unique to find companies that are willing to even go the extra mile and use organic fabric. So Yes, we know that our listeners are not just interested in getting the cheapest, quickest, flimsiest things they can get, but they want to get quality um, products made that are going to support Christian households. And so we would commend these ladies to you and their company. Uh, you can head to garlandsofgrace.com and you can see a huge variety of head coverings, head wraps. They have them for women as well as girls. And um, they also have those volumizers. What are those again? They help keep your head covering in place so it's not slipping off of your head. Yes. And if, uh, you know, Lexi is taking care of five children plus one in the womb on Sundays while I'm preaching and teaching and leading the service. So it is important that it's not slipping off of your head so easily when little people are kind of climbing and crawling over you. So that's been a help for you. Yep, I love it. Absolutely. Well, check it out there, garlandsofgrace.com. You can use the link in the description of this episode and you support our show when you support them. So uh, thanks for listening. And now we'll get back to the episode. I never feel like, you know, on a weekly basis, like, man, we just need to get out. A lot of times once we get out, when the kids <laughs> we are all gone, come home. we're like, I'm tired. Do you want to go home and lay in our bed? Our bed is way better than other places. Okay, I'm going to move on. <laughs> but legitimately, you think think back. It, it, when it, A good test for marriage advice is like, was this the general way that marriage worked for a really, yeah. really long time? Yeah, or is this a weird... Is invention this a, is this a weird invention of disposable income and trying yeah. to uh, businesses trying to monetize my marriage yeah. is that is that am I being tricked right now am I being had basically where the product becomes a I'm I'm buying the product to get a good marriage and the product is all this stuff this fizzing I have to get out and I have to buy stuff and we have to go to dinner and we have to do little stuff so we have to spend at least a hundred dollars to have a good a good night of a, of in our marriage no 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 you don't you don't Read some William Googe. Go back to the Puritans. Think about how they're married. Go look at the courtship of Almanzo and Laura Wilder in Little House on the Prairie. If you haven't read that to your kids lately, I'd recommend it. Check it out. And think, what would they do? They'd go on like a little, a like he'd ride. take him out on, the, on his horse, his carriage or his sleigh, depending on the time of year. And they would just, you know, like it was Chat. the equivalent of going on a drive, right? And that was like the big yeah. thing. That was a big courtship event. And, uh, you know, think about the the kind of life that they would have lived. Go for a walk, do some things together, have dinner together, go to bed. Like, it's it's that's okay. That's normal. That's a good, satisfying uh, marriage and life together. And then you have these high points. I think about the way that their that world worked. They would have had then social events where you're actually then going and getting in community together as a family. Mm. They would have all those, like, school events and... Um, the the church centered events for us it's like we get to go to psalm sing most weeks 
of most, yeah, most weeks except the last week of the month, we have psalm sing. We have a potluck with everybody. We get together and sing. You know, it's all together. We have the Sunday gathering all together where we're getting out, getting together with all of our people, and it's glorious. And it's like those rhythms to me are where the real glory is. That's the meat. And then, man, it is nice when we get to go do something special together, but we really appreciate it because it's not 40 to 50 times a year. No, and I remember when we first were married, we tried those ABC dates. And I really liked that, actually, because I don't know where we got that from. But it helped with, like, I I think we were. We must have been going somewhat on regular dates because we got yeah. through the whole alphabet. Yeah, what was that but again? It, Remind me of the But it wasn't, like, in one year. Um, How did the ABC date work? I'm trying to remember. You just, like, went through the alphabet and you picked some sort of an activity to do oh, based on right. that letter. Yeah. But it, it lent itself towards frugality. <laughs> yeah, because you'd have to get creative. And it... And it made it so we did different things than we would usually do, mm-hmm. which was kind of funny. Um, what I, were some of the things we did? I remember, and we also were, we had like a tight budget where we had like yeah. X amount a week to be able to $8. go do stuff. No, it was more than $8. $9. But <laughs> <laughs> we did not have very much money. I remember saving multiple weeks to buy an ice cream maker for date night. Oh, yeah, So yeah, yeah, I eye. figure out that would be our, our weekly entertainment budget. Yep, that was And that was awesome. So we could make homemade ice cream for date night. That was our date. We just turned the ice cream maker on in our own kitchen. <laughs> I also remember the time that we... Did painting at home? I don't know. (laughs) I remember that. No, I remember remember that. that. We got the canvases and the paints. And and I painted a a, a nice sunset sunset over the sea. Very thick. Almost as good as my bird. Yeah, almost. I wooed Lexi with my sketching abilities. Yeah, no, not really. (laughs) I once bought a sketchbook. And well, didn't you like find it when we were we were getting married? It was no, it was when we were in high school. It was a journal that was on sale at Mm -hmm. At Barnes and Barnes and Noble, which was where we went all the time. We We just hung out there for hours. Scrabble, and you bought it because you liked the journal. And then when we were married, I was cleaning something and I found it, and there was one lonely sketch of a bird flying over (laughs) of a tree and a bird, and it was really bad. It was like a fourth grader made it. Yeah, it was it was an adult, and it was I was laughing very hard though. (laughs) I'm so. I'm and an you artist. abandoned it. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, but we did fun stuff. We did a lot yeah. of stuff, outdoor activities that really, you know, cheap. I remember we had friends that were very outdoorsy that they almost never went to dinner. It was always, like, dinner. Someone would come over after the kids were, you know, cleaned up, ready yeah. to go to bed. And they'd go on, like, a bike ride together. Or yeah. they'd go rock climbing together. It wasn't, it mm-hmm. was not surrounding money at all. Right. Well, and we do live in a state kind of where you can do that. Yeah, you can go hike and do a lot of things. So what what would you say to a wife who's feeling kind of put out and feeling like... That we're saying this? Well, no, just put out <laughs> in her marriage. Like, I'm not oh. having... I don't feel connected to my husband. And I really wish we went on dates. And I'm, I'm feeling kind of lonely or I'm feeling... Like, what would you say to the wife who's feeling discontent that she's not getting date nights, vacations, and maybe she's... Maybe her friends are all doing that and... And it's just not something that's happening. What what would you tell that wife? Well, I guess I would ask her how she's like, what is she doing to make that happen then? Mm. Like you could go to the effort of having a simple dinner for the kids, putting them down even just half an hour early 
so you can have a nice dinner with your husband in a bottle of wine. Yeah. That none of that had to be on him at all. Yeah, make but, a garden. But I also like I do understand when it comes to like vacationing and date nights, it it's a lot of extra decision fatigue for the mom. At least yeah. for me, it really serves me when you make decisions in that way. So yep. I do understand that aspect of it, but there are times and seasons where it's like, don't complain about it, do something about it. Yeah, make make a garden where you are. Yeah, you know, if you're discontent, first of all, it's it's always the right move to talk to your spouse about it. Yeah, yeah. Don't be silently resentful. Don't like, well, if he uh, if he really loved me, he would know why I'm mad. Don't do that. If you're discontent, don't be like, well, it's even adding to his failure that he doesn't know why I'm discontent. So I'm just going to be rude. You could also make like a special spot Mm -hmm. in your house or like, like we really love to sit on the deck after the kids are in bed. Ultra couch. Ultra couch. We like ultra couch. (laughs) Sometimes we push both of our couches together. So it's it's like just a, more comfortable. Yeah, and we have Ultra Couch. We watched uh, that Matt Walsh documentary last night on yeah. Ultra Couch. Yeah, make a garden where you are, I would say, to that to that wife. And I would say some wives need to genuinely repent to their husbands if you've been really naggy and yeah, discontent yeah. about this. Yeah, And you, can, you need to repent. If he's doing a good job and you're having this unrealistic expectation that he really shouldn't have to shoulder in that way, then you might need to repent or do some do some repenting and sancti- san- being sanctified in this area. Ask your husband, talk about it, have conversations where you develop realistic expectations together. Where you're like, okay, if you're expecting a weekly date night, I'm just letting you know a lot. Most of most of us, that's going to be unrealistic. But maybe you could ask your husband and say it would if you're just the type of you know some people they have a personality they just love to get out and go do stuff. That's totally fine if that's how you are. Just talk to your husband about it. If you're a husband who's like this, you need to talk together and set a realistic goal that you can afford to do and that's not escaping your life but is the cherry on top and then plan and enjoy it and and do it well. Um, just don't make it the great, the great hope of your marriage. No. And I would say as well a question uh, – Let's talk through maybe some practical. We've talked about ABC dates. We've talked about like just figuring out where you're out, where you're at. What were some of the? What are some other ways that couples can, you know, develop special times where they really are connecting with with each other? You know, in some of similar ways that date night would have been doing. Um, I th- two things come to mind is having good boundaries for your kids. Mm-hmm. I know this is harder. We're experiencing it. It's harder as the boys get older for this. Yeah. Um, all of our kids, not just the boys, but they stay up later now. And that's, I am not, I am not a night owl. And so it's mm-hmm. very hard for me some nights to like want to be awake even later than them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's healthy to have good, just rest times. Even mm-hmm. if, you know, Saturdays, we know at least on Saturdays, there's at least an hour and a half that all the kids are doing something quietly that yep. we can just hang out together. Yep. Um, so just building in those normal rest times for your kids and then also protecting that time so you're not on the television or the laptop or your phone the whole yep. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing that a lot of it has to do with setting boundaries with kids, figuring out. Telling your kids, this is mommy and daddy time. Sometimes I tell them, like I'll tell our, our boys or 
they're getting older, like Lexi said, so maybe they'll be interrupting us at, at night when it's like after the littles are in bed and they're still up and it's and now we're our not, time. We're not rude about it. No, no, we're no, not, not rude, rude about it. I just remind them, this is mommy and daddy's time, not not time for all of us. This is mommy and daddy's time. So they come in. I, I'll remind them of that. Send them out of the room. Go read your book. This is reading time. And if you don't want to read, that's fine. You can go to bed. And then usually they're like, discover great thirst for reading. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, because, and we've talked about reading. this other places, when they become readers, part of the incentive for them to learn to read is they get to stay up later. Yes. But but really, we want that habit of, mm-hmm. it is a good habit for your child to have regular reading times on a daily basis. Yeah, that, and that they also entertain themselves. Correct. So that's what we're trying to do with yep. that time. And the side benefit of it is that it means mom and dad get time together. Yeah. It's also good, I think, and wives can really take initiative here as well. In um, husbands and wives can work together, but I think it's it's good for a wife to take initiative here as well, to find times in the week, especially where there can be romantic intimacy that is not necessarily after nine p.m. Yeah, when because a lot of us that's are, what I as meant we get about older, Saturday, I, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, a lot of us as we get older, and I mean, like you hit thirty, and all of a sudden you're like. I'm really tired at 8.15 p.m. And all of the grandiose plans you had at 4 p.m. are evaporating. And you're like, all I want to do is go to sleep. And that can, that can that's fine. Go to sleep. Get, like, rest. That's no big deal. But it's good to develop and make sure that you're connecting romantic, romantically, intimately, sexually. And it's, a, it's good to even say, like, maybe we can creatively figure this out with, yeah. like, nap times, kids playing outside, door locks, shutters closed kind of in the middle of the day or in different times, the morning or the middle of the day uh, in just getting creative there (laughs) or the middle of the night. (laughs) So true. Queen. So true. I'm only bringing it up because you just told me about that person on Twitter. It was like a Twitter controversy this week that some, some (laughs) Christian, which I'm like, I don't, I don't know about that. I think some people talk too much about sex on. It's online, true. They but, really do. And it's like they really do. Especially ladies, you shouldn't really be doing that. But there was some controversy about like my husband wakes me up sometimes because he's into me, and and like people were mad about it for some reason. Like, no, that sounds. They were sending her DMs saying how wicked he is. Yeah, and he he's should go so to rude. Jail. He's so mean. <laughs> I'm like, he's not mean. He's into his wife. He's. Like, oh my gosh. you know, when you were dating, so weird. You, you were so like, oh, I've attracted this man. I'm so I'm so powerful. And then when he's attracted to you and you're married, it's like he's bad. No, 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 no. Take it as a dub. Take it as a win, ladies, if your husband sometimes is like, hey, how you doing? And you're like, it's one in the morning. <laughs> you're like, I woke up. I looked at you. You were beautiful. Smell your pheromones from here. <laughs> And here we go. Anyway, I didn't mean for this to take that turn. I it didn't was just either. Funny. We're actually going to talk more about the marriage bed at some point as a formal topic in the season, but that is not tonight. So, um, any other thoughts or, or areas related to this date night? I think really, it's funny. This is one of those episodes where we were talking about it. We're like, I think this is important that we talk about this, mainly to get people, let people to let themselves off the hook for like feeling that they're failing. Because, again, man, we mentioned it, but that Mark Driscoll book, was it Real Marriage? I think so. Years ago, back when Young Restless Reform was like at its height. And uh, 
that book and other books like that were all the craze at that time of kind well, of pushing back against the passive loser husband who doesn't actually take an effort kind of trope. Yeah. But then they were like creating this huge elaborate thing that these hoops that husbands had to jump through. And what it, I just think it created a lot of discontentment in wives and a lot of bitterness. And I think the sabbatical, like oh, all yeah, these the pastors sabbatical. announcing when they're going on sabbaticals. And then Golly. Justin Buzzard's book what was that called again I think it's how date to your wife. date your wife or something. something like that he you know got really popular for that book and then i remember one day ugh, it was just so annoying <laughs> he like took a picture of them do you remember this one they were all sitting in the car him mm-hmm. and his kids yeah. i think they had two kids and took a picture of them you know family picture in the car and he was like my wife told me to get in the car today and she had a surprise for me and we showed up at the airport because she booked a five-day vacation for our whole family in Hawaii and I didn't even know about it and I'm like okay dude this is like I can't take advice from you anymore because you have your family not like whatever they do whatever they want I'm not mad that their family was able to do that but that is not realistic for the average person (laughs) for a wife to be able to hide the finances in such a way that she can just surprise the whole family with a Hawaiian vacation. This is going to be awkward. What? But look under the bed. There's a suitcase packed right now. (laughs) We're going to Zimbabwe for a month. I honestly don't know how I'd feel about (laughs) it. She would hate it, guys. She would hate it. If I was like, we're getting like, what? What? I'm not prepared for this. How am I going to? So look, we don't want to sound like anti-romantic like husband surprise your wife do do fun stuff be, be no together. but just i i just remember off. i we lived in my parents basement first of all <laughs> okay we that. were building a house for the record <laughs> but i remember feeling I wasn't sad unemployed. Yeah. i was like man this is gonna i wasn't discouraged by it at all yeah but i was thinking man how many husbands or wives are going to be so discouraged by seeing this post Either because they feel like they've failed because they can't provide that for their husband or their yeah. wife, or they're extremely frustrated now at their husband or wife for not providing it. You know, like I have never once been surprised with a multi-week vacation overseas. <laughs> Do they even love me? Yeah. It reminds me. I think a lot of this date night culture, like as a need. Some of it, I think, arose in a similar way to like the whole modern psychology. Yeah, and just the wedding craziness. Oh yes, like where your wedding true. has to be this massive. You have to have a love story fit for a movie, a rom com. You have to have a wedding that costs a hundred thousand dollars. You know, and it's like there's just all this pressure that that our culture has put on marriages to like f- get get their get the. The meat instead of the meat being the meat, it's mm-hmm. the fizz is the meat, like the whipped cream is the meat, and all of the you know, like it has to be. I don't know, you know what I mean? Just oh, yeah, I know. To me, it mean. seems like a play, a lot of it, so much of it seems like a play by corporations, yeah, yeah, uh, just like to convince you that you have to consume to be happy, yeah, that's that's a good point, and you just don't. So. Uh, Layla has. I've never talked to you about this for some reason. Layla has really, really good series on having realistic wedding planning on her blog. Oh, Layla. What's her last name? Layla Lawler. Lawler. Like mother, like daughter. Because they've had so many daughters that oh, they've yeah. married off, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she's very frugal, but also has really high standards of beauty. So they, yeah. she has a lot of really helpful stuff on there. Wish I would have read. 
Yeah, we had a great wedding. Yeah, we did. We had a wonderful wedding. Well, guys, anything else, babe? Any last thoughts? Nope. Everyone's probably mad at us. <laughs> it's okay. Don't probably be mad not at our us. listeners. Not though. our listeners. Not our listeners. Our listeners are like, yeah, we have reasonable been on a date. Our date was killing all of our chickens last week. <laughs> we're covered in blood and feathers, and we're and we're over. And now we're gonna go roll in the hay. And now we're gonna go roll in the hay. <laughs> That's right, and have another baby. Okay, guys. Okay. Thanks for listening. God bless you. And as always, uh, we're we're thankful to our sponsor. This episode, Garlands of Grace. Check them out again. Link in the description for that. Uh, and uh, husbands, great, great gift. What a based gift to get your wife. Babe, I got you a beautiful lacy head covering. Daphne was very excited when hers came oh, in the mail today. so beautiful. And, and uh, another way you can connect with us and help support the show is to become a patron. We've got a, a great channel on patreon.com slash brighthearth, and there's a link in the description for that as well. And uh, you gain access to our whole back catalog of patron-exclusive episodes. We call that little mini-show In the Kitchen that we produce just about every week for patrons and uh, will only ever be published there. We usually just have some tips, more expansion on the episode, a lot of resource lists. We answer questions there on Patreon quite frequently. And it's just a great way uh, that we can connect a little bit more we also have some cool rewards there as well Feed i the think our mug. the recent episode was on because people always ask me about this in yeah. different places was on how i put together our home health binder oh yeah yeah we just so, did you just did one of those for yeah. your kitchen lexi yep. talked through a home health binder which is a great uh tool that we use in the house in case lexi's sick and i need to know how to do health protocols that she's planned out or I probably should do a more in-depth one on our actual apothecary and not mm-hmm. just like the basic mm-hmm. few things we use. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Idea. So join us there on Patreon. Uh, if you have, have a, you know, a, a few bucks each month, you want to help support the show, help cover our costs and also help us keep making content like this. Thanks for listening in guys. God bless you and yours. And we'll see you next time on Bright Hearth.